In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. All right, you ready to make some noise? I guess. <laughs> Hello, stackers, and welcome back. We are in season six. Woo! Let's hear it. Bam. Yeah, all right. Before we get started, we want to thank you for all the summer listens. Boy, it's been a good summer. We've had some good months, lots of downloads from all around. So it's been wonderful to see that listeners either continue to listen or re-listen or maybe even attract new listeners. So we appreciate that. We had, I think, a fair amount of special content throughout the summer, including a guest appearance by Mike from Tales from the Glass Guarded World, where he led us on a couple, uh, a three-part Pathfinder adventure, which was a lot of fun. If you hadn't listened to that then you need to because uh, it was not only fun to get to spend time with Mike, uh, but we had some silliness and got to learn a new role-playing system in the process. We hope you enjoyed what we provided to you. We had some reviews. And Meredith has the first one. Why don't you read that for us? Oh, okay. This was an email from Evan in early September. He says, Hello, I am a 10-year-old writing to you on my mom's Gmail account. My name is Evan. I play D&D and love it. I love how your characters are interacting with NPCs and embracing their characters. I also think the DM is really funny and has come up with a good storyline. I am on the 27th episode, but already love everything about the podcast. That's wonderful. Thank you, Evan. Michael, you have one also? All right. So this review is amazing five-star review by Insomnia is Fun. I had started out slightly bored, but around the fifth episode, I was blown away at the quality change. It became so good that I decided to actually play the Mystic class. Hey. Hey. So that is thanks to your playing of Womberbash, Michael. Mystic is cool. Yep. (laughs) Uh, If we can figure it out. (laughs) These comments are just fun. Yeah, yeah. The combination between the, the username insomnia yeah. is fun. Is I started off being so bored. I was just trying to find a way to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this might help me with my yeah, condition. This, this terrible podcast. And it did <laughs> until about the fifth episode. And and I wow, sleep I was totally. I, and then I haven't slept got since then. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, I think the end result is that somebody enjoyed the show and certainly having worked on the wiki some this summer and listening to those first few episodes. Yeah. I, yeah, I get it. We understand. It. It's completely. valid criticism. And You're not wrong. <laughs> I've come a long way for sure, but we hope to continue this story this season and have some fun along the way. Who knows? Maybe when, uh, we're, when our deal with Amazon goes through, we'll do a remastering <laughs> of all of those original episodes, <laughs> which you actually lost, right? We don't have the, yeah, yeah I had to delete them. Yeah. Because I didn't have the disk space. Yeah. Since then, I got an external drive. So mm. I think from episode 50-something on, mm. we've got, but... Um, yeah, we actually talked about that a little bit as he's been listening through. We can't necessarily do uh, like a big a big cleanup like of the individual tracks, but we can tighten it up a little bit. There's so much like pauses. Oh, really? Uh, uh, throat clearings, road... No- like nothing oh, okay. is edited out. So we could do a little bit of like tightening and cleaning up. Yeah, that might be cool. Yeah. Do some of the noise reduction. Remastered. Yeah. Well, we also got a very interesting letter from a listener called Maxson. And look at this. He even did the paper. <gasps> nice. Wow. Stack of dice. There's something incredible in the process of creation, be it creation of a company or a house or a world. 
Since the advent of written language more than 5,000 years ago, humans have had the incredible ability to document fictional happenings, storing them for the future. This concept has made possible the incredible world of fiction. According to a study from Stanford University, there are more than 5 million published novels in the English language alone. From there, we've been able to create worlds with populations, cultures, personas, politics. We've been able to create tens of thousands or more worlds like our own, with the only difference being that these are not real. As Peter S. Beagle said in his preface to The Lord of the Rings, uh, no, I think he's like 12 or something. So this is, this is crazy. For in the end, it is Middle Earth and its dwellers that we love, not Tolkien's considerable gifts in showing it to us. We've gotten to the point where we are sentimentally attached to the concepts shown to us through these means of conveyance. Books, movies, podcasts, all carry with astounding clarity concepts that do not exist in the material world. And from there, we've been able to make systems of telling concepts so incredibly plentiful and so incredibly accessible that virtually anyone can share a concept with virtually anyone else. Combining fiction and spoken language, the culmination of fiction and fantasy are RPGs. A small group of friends gathering in an apartment, dining room, or the basement of their parents' house is all it takes to make one's own world. Around this country and the developed world, people gather to share ideas, to build on them, to create stories with dice, books, and their minds. This is unique. About five years ago, Rhett, Tira, Womberbash, and Peter summon their courage, their star stones, and their intrepid minds to enter Vardalon. They journeyed through many countries, saved countless cities and towns, and discovered the ancient lore of that land. Through their talents, they were able to weave incredible stories, do incredible feats, and help thousands in this legendary epic. Helped by Rhett's incredible menagerie of skills, they made something truly awesome. It is with true sincerity that I say that I have not seen or read any more sublime compositions in any form of written, spoken, or acted media Thank you, Stack of Dice. Sincerely, Maxon. P.S. I'd love for you to read this letter on the show. Feel free to share it. So I'll take a picture of this to share on our Discord. And thank you very much, Maxon, for taking the time to obviously put a lot of work into this letter and share it with us. Wow. Did I misunderstand or did he say that we were better than The Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's what he said. Basically. When, when, you, when you're pitching the podcast on the podcast services, better than The Lord of the Rings and his name. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm like, you just said we were better than, and you clearly read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. And, and the introduction by Peter S. Beagle, which yeah. he quotes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean... Okay, this doesn't have to go because I don't want him to feel yeah, 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 like yeah. like we're insulting yeah, him because I'm yeah, not. Yeah, no, no, but I mean, like as over the top as that, <laughs> that, that seems like that seems like awfully over the top praise for us. Yeah, yeah. In our little podcast, but that's what's mind blowing to me that that is how people listening might actually think. Here. Yeah, view us <laughs> like that is just that is just mind boggling to yeah. me that we have reached this level of interest. I mean, he burned the edges of the paper. Yep. I, I think it's tea stained or coffee stained yeah. and then uh, treated. And he drew like a, he has, a, he has his own, he has a seal uh-huh. that he made up. Yep. Holy cow. Obviously a lot of work went into that. So thank yeah. you again, Max. And we appreciate the effort that you put into that. And thank you for sharing that with us. If you've not yet left us a review, please take a moment to do that. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram also, where you can leave messages for us and interact with us in real time on Discord. And we're ready to get started. Thank you for joining us around our table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I am Rhett, the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mom. And Jeremy as Sekhmet Bloodsick. Who is ready 
to tell a story. Me! Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. The splintering crash of the stalactite slamming into the longboat hangs in the foam-sprayed air of the deep cavern. Bits of wood swirl and bob where the boat once floated, but there's no sign of the three deckhands who were manning the swivel gun. (laughs) The eel snarls, his echoing voice grating like coarse sand over the sound of splashing water in the deep cavern. The eel reaches out to the deckhands to either side of him. His large hands wrap around their necks, and their eyes bulge. His wiry arms stiffen, and he lifts them straight up. He says a single word, a sound that cannot be transcribed. And there is a brilliant white flash from behind you as the layer of protective magic he had cast over the pillar erupts in a silent explosion. The dangling, twitching bodies of the deckhand seeming to merge with him as the water flows over them all. In one brief second, the captain is no longer a human but an elongated, snake-like entity made entirely of water. Womberbash, with one last gasp of air before you go under the waves, you slice your hand through the water, blue surrounds your fist, and you punch one last time with your last failing gasp effort. (sighs) Slam into the side of the snake, and you separate the head from the body. There's an echoing slurping sound and the pillar rises. It's as you glance down to avoid your toes being smashed by the sliding stones that you notice it, a dark form. The difference is that this one is not an erased structure like the other pillars, but a coffin-like cavity that's been hewn into the crystal of the pillar itself. Bash, it's okay. It's over, it's over. It's time to go. I don't mean to break the importance of the moment but what in the world are we doing here and what was that what where are we are so high there was a dead person in a glass what did I get involved how where is the airship even she has Bash, you know, arm over her shoulder already, and she's just going to head towards yeah. the portal, but stand aside outside of it and look back at Sekhmet. Thump hesitates for a moment. Are you going with them? He looks at you, and there's a calm in his eyes. He looks through the portal at Tira and Bash. He looks back at you, and then he steps through the portal. Sekhmet. You are standing there, looking through a wavering portal at the forms of Tira, Bash, and Thump. There's a lot going through your mind right now. You want to share with us what you're thinking. Sekhmet is very, very high off the ground. Yes. He is on the top of a pillar. He doesn't quite know how he's going to get down. He doesn't know where he's going to go. He has seen things that he had never imagined. Sekhmet had learned that he could do things that other people could not do. 
He learned through survival skills that he was able to control his environment using forces that other people didn't quite understand and he didn't understand himself. Over the last hour, so many things have become more evident to him. Over the last few days, things have become clear. Crystallized. (laughs) Well, only him. Over the last few days, he's had purpose that he's never had before. Sekhmet worked hard to just survive as long as he could. The largest of his goals was to be comfortable in Karabi, to not be seen as only a slave, to be seen as someone important, and to hopefully exercise some influence on those people who traded slaves. By meeting the people that he had, working alongside them, standing up for the things that he thought were correct, he felt like he had more of a partnership than he'd ever had before. Thinking back to the events of the last few days, there have been things set in motion in Karabi that accomplished most of his goals. He now realizes that everything that he thought that he wanted to accomplish was already done. The adventure was a whole lot larger than he ever imagined. The desire to know more about the things that he has been able to do and the desire to continue that same mission in other places and the lack of desire to get down off the pillar (laughs) (laughs) makes Sekhmet a whole lot more interested in following on with the group that he's fought alongside for the last few days. You take a step forward. As you do, the pillar shudders angrily under your feet. And somewhere below comes the sound of cracking as the pillar shakes itself free of the last of its earthen restraints. It tilts ever so slightly and impatiently. And then as you step through the swirling portal, you feel a lurch as the platform underfoot pushes upward. The warmth of the portal's edges increases as it begins to narrow around you. And then you tumble into the clear mountain air of a distant place. It is so cold. What is wrong with this place? What are you talking about? It feels perfect. Does anybody have anything heavier to put on? This place is freezing. Is there snow on the ground or no? No snow, but it is quite chilly. Okay. If I recall correctly in your description of it, it was uh, the fur-lined walkway, F-I-R, F-U-R. Um, and, and then like the Alps looking or mountains, snow, snow capped mountains in the distance. Yeah. Trees. Yeah. It's not snow. There's no snow at your level, Yeah, mm-hmm. but higher up, but higher up. Definitely. We're going to pause here for just a moment. Back in Kassara, some way distant, Monty mutters to himself on the deck of your airship. He has been pacing back and forth, snapping at those who dare to make noise. A crew member clears his throat and Monty's piercing eye skewers the unfortunate soul who blanches but points meaningfully in the direction of the temple. Across the distance, there's the sound of faint rumbling and the outer walls of the ancient structure seem to waver and buckle 
as a shaft of white light shoots straight up from the center of the ring. In moments, the pillar appears in its crystalline glory. Monty races to the rail, gulps once, and with bulging eyes yells, All ahead, full! We must get there! As the ship begins to slide forward in the air, shimmering portals appear atop that distant pillar, and even from this distance, those on deck believe they can make out tiny dark figures moving about, some seeming to come through the air? With a shout, Monty leans forward as though the force of his will can squeeze more speed from the dark wood of the ship. The ship is within perhaps a hundred feet of the portal when Sekhmet steps through. There's a shower of sparks and the swirling edges wind together, collapsing on the center. And then the ship is upon it. But too late. No! The last wisps of magic trail off and then the keel slices through empty air, now streaking past where there had been a doorway a moment ago. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps it's for the best, though, because as the ship clears, the pillar begins to rise straight into the air, lifting up and up and up, narrowly missing the aft end of the ship. If the day were not so overcast, the sun would play havoc with our eyes, sending reflected light in every direction, but here in the white sky of a warm Kasaran day, the pillar shows dark against the sky, and then, zip, it's in the clouds, out of sight rising to the heavens above. He's like, you can't hold the button down. It's only for quick moves. <laughs> oh, like you know. There it is. Ludicrous speed. <laughs> First reference of the season. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just yeah. lost our taxi. Okay. Oh, man. Um, so we see valleys if it's like a area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, you would see a valley, but there's a lot of trees in the way. And you begin to scan starting with the direction you came out of the portal. The air here is clear and crisp. It may be spring, but it's the springtime of the mountains. Still spring. (laughs) That means thinner air and higher elevation. You shiver slightly in memory of the warmth of the sun-drenched islands you've left behind. From your new place, you allow your eyes to sweep the area. It's obvious you're on a slope, but... Thanks to the height and the incline, you're also surrounded by beautiful old forest. The trees' trunks are thick and tall, and there is a comfortable stillness in the air. As you continue to take in your surroundings, though, your honed senses tingle slightly. Do... Sorry. I was going to say, do we, but I'm like, I couldn't get it. I feel the same way. Is there any indication that there is smoke rising from fires of like a town? Can we see anything like that? You do see smoke rising above the trees to the north of where you are. Okay. How far? Does it seem far distant? Or? Um, It's hard to say at this point. Mm. Uh, You also notice, uh, go ahead and roll a perception check, all of you, and the highest will win. Nat 20. Okay. Why why even roll? (laughs) Jerry, your eye latches immediately onto a wooden shield leaning against a tree. It's a yellow painted shield with a black figure painted onto it, an intricate, interwoven, bird-like figure. Wait, what is this over here? And she will approach it. How big is it? It looks like a snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the size, it's about a two and a half foot diameter circle. You should uh, build a city on it. Maybe three feet. <laughs> So she'll pick it up to examine it more closely. Is there any writing on it? 
There are angular letters that have been painted in a neat circle around the edge, just inside the metal rim of the shield. With a nat 20, you should be able to read that. <laughs> right? The, the letters do look familiar. They're very similar to the runes that the dwarves use, but it's in a language that you don't understand. Okay, there's nothing, like, not even maybe a word or two pops out that is that is close enough that I can kind of make, like, like similar to, like, you knowing Latin kind of helps you make an educated guess at a couple of words here and there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Have you seen the video of the Italian guy that made a, a song back in the 60s or 70s, and it's what English sounds like to Italian speakers? Oh, no, uh-uh. <laughs> it, it's... It's bizarre. I'll, I'll see if I can remember to post a link to it. Um, but you're just like, I almost think I hear a word there, but that's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the same way, you see maybe parts of words that look somewhat familiar, but it's just not enough to grab okay. your mind. All right. But you said the picture on it is of a bird? It's a very stylized, not work bird. Not work. Like the legs have been wound around itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beak is intertwined with the legs uh-huh. it's interesting In, yeah huh. yellow and black mm-hmm. did the color combo mean anything to me it's striking it caught mm-hmm. your eye Wamberbash Sekhmet I'm going to spend five side points and Don wings and I'm going to fly up to see I, what I can see okay you get above the canopy yeah yeah so minus um, five didn't you have to reach down into your like? That was just your, to get your, your, as many points to her as possible, I and I can say, do that. I thought you had to like. I could do that two times. Your, like, you did. You did you sacrifice some hit points for side points. So I want to make sure that you. You already used all of your side points, and then you dude, dug into you your were, literal heart yeah, to pull out side points. From okay, your, you, so, you dug into your health for side <laughs> points. Okay, so what I'll do is because I have it was epic psionic mastery three times a day now at my level. I'm going to use that. All right, so I'm going to use that. And I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna bat, and I, I'm hitting like the branches of the trees because it's kind of thick, right? Yeah. I love how he's just gonna, I'm just gonna go on and, and describe it and not give you a chance to say no. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean that's, that's a thing. Look, <laughs> at level 15, the pool of side points you gain from this feature increases to 11. So now I don't have nine, I have 11. And you use the feature and expose it along the, you gain one additional use of this feature at 13, 15, and 17. You do have one more pool. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> and that's it. Yes, it's not worth okay. fighting about in this point. Um, and but so, no more side points. For this little thing. <laughs> so I'm batting and I'm hitting the, some of the uh, boughs of some of the trees on the way up, but obviously yeah. because they're tapering, it opens up a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, the branches lash at your face and your arms as you leap up through a gap in the trees. Tira and Sekhmet, you watch him go, and Thump stands there looking a little bemused mm-hmm. by the situation. From above, Wamberbash, the world drops away quickly. You see that not far from where you are, to the north, there is a deep gash in the ground. There's a waterfall tumbling down the east side. It's a beautiful place. It's crowded very thickly with trees and rocks, so it's hard to see much down there. But on the other side, about a quarter mile north of where you are, there's another ridge. And then beyond that, more and more elevation and stuff as the mountains go further up. Uh, you find that you're looking at what appears to be a long northward stretch of the spine of Rindus. Okay. But on that ridge just north of you, about a quarter mile distance, it's been flattened, and there is now a town there. 
do I see pathways to get there from where we are? Like, another, you know how sometimes you'll notice the trees are missing in a path like, do I find an easy way to get there or easier way to get there? There is a path that leads down from where you are, where the rest of the party is currently, mm-hmm. but it disappears quickly under the trees. It's not a major path by okay. any means. Okay. And there are cook fires going in the houses of the town. That's the streams of smoke that you're seeing. It's only about a quarter mile away. It doesn't look ominous, though. It looks very peaceful. You do see some people moving about the streets. It looks like it's normal, everyday business. Okay. Segment? Oh, no, no, I'm just saying that he, the, he saw the, the deep gash in the ground. Where is that in relation to the town? It's in between you and the town. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Because why not? Okay. Bash, um, what do you see up there? I, I, see a, I see a place. I see a city. I see a place. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I see some houses. <laughs> and oh, so I'm going to... They're more like hovels, maybe some... Yeah, go ahead. For your awareness, the town appears to be surrounded by a palisade wall. So it's wooden logs that have been sharpened on the top part. Does it have a large center building? There is a very large center building. And from where you are flying, it appears to be a broad base. On top of that, a slightly smaller base. It's a, it's a square building. Mm-hmm but it just builds layer upon layer to a very high summit, to a very high peak. There are gables and such all around it. Let me just show you a picture. Ooh. Visual aids. Gotta love longhouses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. I'll um, post a picture of the Galstavkirche. Is that the actual one? Because we went to a replica of yeah, that Yeah, so in North Dakota. In yes. Minot. We, yes, we yeah, were there. Yep. Yep. So very similar. That's the Scandinavian Heritage Park there in Minot. Yep. Uh, they built a replica of the church in Norway. Yep. And, uh, yeah, very similar to that. It's just layer upon layer, but it's much bigger. I don't know if you can see this person in the shadows here for scale. Oh, my. So it's not a very large building in that yep. regard. Yep. Um, but very, very this, rare. this building is quite quite large. Yeah, yeah, and it's very rare because, because they're made of wood. Most of them have burned down over the years, uh, and right. that's the only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is what you see in the center of town, but Got around it. that building, there, there's a, a clear area around that building, and then the house is crowded in around the palisade walls. Okay, so I'm going to flutter down, uh, okay. hover, whatever you do. Womberbash begins to descend. You see a shadow descending towards you, and then you hear a voice clear behind you. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? We don't, <laughs> we don't understand who, are who you? you are. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Man. you've not listened to the last episode I posted on <laughs> okay, Monday. No, no. Oh, yeah. oh, it's that lady. Oh, <laughs> man. So Wamberbash comes down. Is she shocked by what she sees? The person speaking? Shocked? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. you meant Wamberbash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you turn, you yeah, whip around to see a young lady, probably no more than 16 years old. Hmm. Her gray eyes are inquisitively looking at each of you in turn, especially you, Wamberbash, as you alight back on the ground. Hmm. Her face is framed by light brown hair that's been pulled back, and she is staring directly at you, Tira. You have my shield. Oh, this is yours. We, I, I just found it lying here against the tree. You probably shouldn't leave such a valuable piece of equipment lying around, and she will just hand it back to her. She hesitantly reaches, pulls her hand back slightly, and then grabs both sides of the shield and pulls it to her. Her face and her shoulders seem to relax a little bit. 
Now, is she human sized or is she like what does she look like other than she's a human? Okay, so well, is she the taller than, than Tara. Yeah, she's taller than so. Tara. Yeah, besides quite, everybody, quite a bit less muscular. Okay. Uh, the reason I was asking is because you said that these were dwarvish type runes. I didn't mm. know if she was going to be dwarvish. I see. My name is Tira. Tira. How did you know that? Tira Ironstag. How did you know that? You must be Wamberbash. Yeah. You, I do not know. Or you. And she looks at Thump. But your deeds, the words of what you have done, have come to us here in Rindis. Whoa. <laughs> do you know what kind of food I like? <laughs> I'm, <not laughs> <worried. laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> What, so what have, have you, you heard? So what have you heard? Yeah, what have you heard about <laughs> me exactly? It's probably not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only that you have defeated some of the largest armies that have been assembled in this area for some time. What is your name? I apologize. I am healed. I am here to find some children that I have found. Here they are. And she gestures and you see four white faces peering out of the trees at you. They are very hesitant but Hild turns and smiles at them and beckons. Come, come. I believe I know who these are. If he has landed, um... Erg. Um... I'm going to keep my wings, by the way, um, for the duration of the hour or so I have it. Just in case I need to fly again. Okay, so, um... I'm going to cast Disguise Self. How do you do that? Um, in the case of Sekhmet, because he's used to hiding like, what he looks like, he's got a, a few costumes that he keeps in a bag. Most of his outfits are reversible. Mm-hmm. So when Wamberbash landed, Sekhmet had, we had just come from the battle, and he was not trying to look a particular way. He just was looking more or less the way he looked. Mm-hmm. But in dealing with people, um, some, yeah, he's going to go... Yeah. He has hood up, but now he's going to kind of turn his in uh, his uh, his thing inside out so that he looks a little bit more normal um his face is gonna look more like a human's face less are you basically turning back into dimitri well, yeah th- yeah okay he's, he's putting now you guys dimitri. have never you guys have never seen this happen like in right. front of you though query um does he have magic because if he does does he have a star stone all of Sekhmet's magic had been more or less accidental. He had kind of found that he could do things, but it was not intentionally doing magic on purpose. Okay. It was a a blend of survival skills that but, had allowed but him... But did you find a star stone and just have it on you, and so that way it awoke magic for him? You know what I mean? Like, how is he able to do this magic without at least seemingly having a star stone? As far as you know, he does not have one. Say, this feels, okay. this feels okay. like a, that's for me to know and for you to find out <laughs> okay. kind of a situation. Right. Right. He's probably got a star stone in his heart like I, like I have one. Yeah, like you've like got that. one in your he, gut. He, so he's just never done it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I and mean, the only times that he's ever done things on purpose is when he really wanted a thing to happen mm-hmm. in, in the environment. But it's all been survival skill and sort of like... Like reactionary, like yeah. Yeah. Instinct. instinctive. Yeah. Right, like making things dark in a place because he needed it to be dark in a place. Well, that dark in the place yeah. when oh. he needed it at one <laughs> yeah. time was definitely... Or making like <laughs> like candles, like yeah. candles flame, yeah. things like that. So because people. you just did magic, he's uh, determining oh, yeah, the no. effect. Yeah. We're getting into the Catcopter is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. 
Sekhmet, you successfully change into another appearance, but as you do, horrible pain shoots up both of your legs and you find that your hamstrings have cramped and you fall forward onto your face. You're going to move at minus 10 feet per <laughs> for the Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so he's an old Dimitri. <laughs> Yeah, Dimitri pitches forward onto his face in the carpet of leaves and needles. Okay. Oh. Are you okay? Oh! Something bit me! <laughs> my life, this place is cold in my life! We don't have snakes here! Oh. <laughs> oh, this cold is bad! Okay, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Uh, so Tira rushes over and, and kind of puts a hand on his back, like, oh, let me help you, help you, and then... There, there. There, there. there. <laughs> But this is actually kind of, it's actually kind of perfect because I'm about to fall over dead. You are out of sight points, so you are like mentally drained. You, I don't know how much damage you took, but you obviously are having an, an issue. And here is a clearly friendly person. We are, we are, we are travelers. I, I, yeah. I'm so glad we ran into you, Hild. Is your village nearby? We have just come from another battle such as the ones you've heard of and are in desperate need of some rest and, 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 food, and, food, and, and food and attending to, would it be possible for us to shelter with you? Is there a place, is your village nearby? Nearby, yes. And we are headed there now. Would you like to go with us? Please, please. Is there some place, do you have blankets there? Alvar, Evra, Egil, Gunhildar, come, come. Hansel, Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope I hope we don't offend people. Can- with our- <laughs> Candy helps, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> we need to go to the Hicks. So loose. <laughs> bork, 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 bork. <laughs> hurdy, hurdy, boosty. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, okay and <clears throat> the four children creep from the woods. The one who seems least affected by your presence. Stands up as soon as he comes out of the trees. The others cower back a little bit in the shadows of the trees. One of the young ladies comes over to you, Tira, and she tentatively touches your sleeve. And she Tira will hold her arm out, like, "Yes, you, you may lead me," so she knows that she doesn't have to be afraid to touch her. And are you, you're all bloody and like bludgeoned. Yeah, and I'm stuff, pretty right? gross. She says something in her language, and again, you have this notion that it's just there. Yeah. And then Hild smiles and looks at you and says, she is quoting. Oh no! I fall at their feet, these fearsome ones, but in their glow I find all fear is gone. It is a very old song of my people. Can't be that old. <laughs> oh, I, th- cause I thought it was about us. <laughs> Sorry, you just cut all that because I don't want to ruin it, but you're like, it's a very old song. I'm like, well, if we well the other idea that Tara thinks month, the song is about herself yeah, yeah. is actually kind of funny. She's yeah, like, yeah, no, exactly. yeah, no. I mean, You're a lot so of songs. Vain. She literally you just think said, this song's about you. <laughs> she, literally, she literally just said that we've heard of you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I know your names and everything. So I thought it was connected. So it's perfect. She looks a little confused, but. <laughs> yeah, Tira's like, oh. Am I in the third verse? After that, the children are talking in excited whispers behind you as you make your way down the path. Wamberbass wraps himself in his wings yeah, to kind of like keep warm. They're, they're definitely giving you a little more distance and thump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Sekhmet, maybe not so much because you've changed to look a little more human. 
but Thump, they're definitely giving a fairly good birth to and you with your wings. But even then, the young man who came out first walks alongside you. The descent to the narrow valley below is delightful in spite of the ruggedness and steepness of the path. The children move easily with a grace born of long practice. They know this place. Their hands and their feet fall into the right places. About halfway down, the chill settles in quickly. The sun's warming rays don't shine as easily here, meaning that even at midday, the shadows are still deep. That, combined with the constant spray of the nearby stream, means that it's about 10 degrees cooler and wet. But it is gorgeous. In the places where the stream isn't broken up in its rocky bed, the waters fade from bright turquoise to deep blue. Budding trees, still stripped of their leaves but just beginning to leaf, are silver or white with splashes of brilliant green just beginning to show. In contrast, the somber firs break up the display, their softness of their dark needles serving as reminders of coming growth. The path follows the stream bed until it turns across the noisy course. The children splash across. Their sullenness is thawing like the snowy mountain peaks above. And now they're beginning to laugh. One of them, the one walking with Sekhmet, even splashes one of the girls, but his foot slips and he ends up sitting straight down with a splat in the middle of the icy water. His face tightens for the briefest moment, but then he laughs too and passes to the other side to begin dripping dry. After another few minutes of following, the path begins to ascend again, now on the other side of the stream. It's wider here, more defined, and less rocky. Once or twice, a woman bearing empty water pots passes your straggling group, coming down. Each time, they approach until they see Hild, and then press toward the wall side of the trail, their heads bowed gently, to allow you to pass. Hild acknowledges them with a smile and a quiet, Gothendag. And then at last the path levels out, and you make the final approach to the town, Wamrabash, that you saw from above. A wooden bridge leading between two imposing towers made of dark timber spans a deep cut. On the far side stand two guards, while just past the gate inside the town is a small knot of people. Couldn't keep a cow out of this place. <laughs> Do what? I said you couldn't keep a cow out of this place. Stupid reference. Uh, <laughs> 13th warrior. Okay, yep, 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 yep. yep. I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah. It, this looks like the town center, or like the, this is like the this is the, the entrance busy, to the town. Yeah, busy thoroughfare or whatever. Um, How tall are these walls? Timber walls, ten feet, ten or higher. Okay. Uh, I guess this tier is being led in by. Is it one of the little girls? Mm-hmm. He said. You know, it's Gunhilder. I'm not going to try and say that. <laughs> It'll sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just call her Gurney. Gurney. Gunny. <laughs> Yeah, gunny. Yeah, gunny. <laughs> I mean, my, literally, my only thought right now is I need to rest. I need to rest. I need to eat. I need to sleep. Well, even but in you your, don't want to be like rude. Even in your current state, you can tell that all the children look very hesitant as you come within sight of the town. They begin to hang back. Well, I can again, like she looks terrible. Not <laughs> only does she look, she's different. You know, and she's, she's a dwarf, and and has a very warlike appearance. But not even that. The children with you seem to be nervous about going back into town. Oh, okay, got it. Um, Sekhmet slash Dimitri is going to um, scan everybody's faces as he comes in to see what 
kinds of things that he, what kind of impressions of the people. There's obviously going to be some fear of change. Um, but he's looking for any signs of subtle aggression. Uh, there is definitely subtle aggression here. As soon as the small knot of people inside the gate see your party approaching, some of them start marching angrily toward you. So not so subtle. Okay. They walk right toward you, Sekhmet, Tira, and then reach down and grab Gunhilder by the ear and <gasps> twist it. And she starts yowling something. And the, the mother who does that begins storming in, a, in this language. And she's not even paying any attention to you whatsoever. Wait, well, wait, what are you doing? And the same thing with the young man with you, Sekhmet. What about the dude that was with me? He was the oldest, right? Or he just, he just went back a little bit? Yeah, so all these adults come out and they take the kids. Are they the, the parents or they, do they look like the mothers? Do they, what kind of relationship do the kids seem to have with the people? Oh, it's their parents. Yeah. I don't know, but, I yeah. mean, but Sekhmet needs <laughs> you to know hear, You hear one of the children say something like, Fadir. Okay. So it's obvious uh, that there's some relation there. Okay. Hey, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know that time when I whip my blouse? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll take a moment and let Meredith finish up her comment. <laughs> that movie is so dope. I mean, that was, I mean, she's just kind of. Hey, hey, there, there's no need for that. It's okay. Hild turns to you and she says, I'm afraid I need to explain something to you. Uh, will you accompany me? It's, it's all right, I promise. This doesn't seem all right. I hope you have an explanation. I certainly do. Uh, come, I will find you a place to clean up. It was the horse barn. <laughs> <laughs> There's a trough over there. <laughs> <laughs> you wa- wash up as you can. <laughs> uh, she leads you through the town. And Tira, in spite of your current state of mind, your eyes are picking out small details about this place. The streets are made with flat stones that have been skillfully fitted together. And then to either side are wooden walkways that stand slightly above the level of the roadway. So basically sidewalks that have been made to elevate people above any rain and snowfall. The the muck of the the muck of the main roads. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I smell? Oh yeah. Fire and and smoke and heat. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they've been smoking for like a long time. They've been in that little like, barn over there. The smoke meats. They've been doing. They are pros at smoking them. Yeah. The buildings are works of art unto themselves. Each is made in roughly the same way of hewn timber that has been worked into slabs, and then a mixture of gray green moss and mud has been worked into the places between the planks. The roofs are covered in sod, and they're pitched steeply to help with shedding the snow in the winter. And even at this early time of year, the grass is starting to grow a bright and lively green. The wood itself of the buildings has been worked so that the walls are awash in geometric patterns and fantastical creatures, much like the decoration you saw on the shield. And jutting from the roof beam of each is a carved figure. Thump looks at these appraisingly, and his scaly face seems to smile. Mm. A smell of baking bread fills the air. In the middle of the town, however, rises that tall wooden structure that Bash saw. Easily four times the height of any other building, it stands layer upon layer with crowding gables and delicate projections. We're being led through the town by Hild. Are we also being watched by other groups? You see faces either in windows or people out on the streets are stopping to stare, yes. Okay. Just watching the people. I mean, are there, are there groups 
following uh, that seemed to be wanting to like show strength in the, uh, next to these wandering visitors. Strength, no curiosity, absolutely. The crowd is closed in around you, so the parents have let off their children, presumably, to get them home for a discussion, <laughs> let's say. But others have come at the announcement. The word spreads very quickly, and there's a murmur behind you as this crowd fills the street. There's definite curiosity. You're not sure that there's a sense of danger at this point. It's just like Sekhmet, though, to be like, we're the gang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your- more than two people Who's stepping up. Yeah, and more than two people standing yeah, together, I, you must be a gang. That's yeah. Yeah. Do we see there's no there's no um so we only have one dragonborn here at all. Yeah. And everybody you, else is humans. Yeah, you look human. Yeah, right. And yeah. Well, he, I mean he aside from can't. aside from yeah. Tira's short stature huh. uh and oh. bloody appearance, uh she seems to be I mean I'm wrapped in wings, but Well, uh, there's that. Yeah. You could have let those go, but no, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, looking at the last of my side points. If I need this within the next hour, yeah, I gotta, exactly. I'm going to use these. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them for an hour. They're staying. Yeah, there's a healthy padding between you and the crowd behind you. All right, so we get where she's taking us. Yeah, you get to that central area, and Hild stops abruptly. I did not expect hall guests. Who might these be? She looks confused as she points, and there, tethered outside this large building are several horses standing in front of the impressive hall. A single figure stands with the horses, moving from one to another to pull its saddle straps or twitch blankets into more comfortable places. The squire wears a scarlet surcoat upon which is clearly visible a golden gear and spur. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh no! Let's talk experience points. No, let's talk about what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, you should be ashamed. I can't believe you did this. (laughs) Oh, man. So is there another place we can see? Yeah, is there any? Not there. Do you have another ancestral home? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, I I know it's bad guy. That's all I know. Because that's that's the, isn't that the Reavers symbol? No. No. It's, 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 it's bad news for us, though. It's basically it's it's a gang of people. It's it's, it's a guild of people. It is the gang. I told you there. Were <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's a guild of people who are pushing back against the emergence of the reemergence of magic in the okay, world. Okay, okay. And they blame magic for all of their yeah. mishaps, which is not correct. It's it's just the evil people, not the magic. Taking our jobs. Magic, yeah. Taking our jobs. Yeah. Okay, you're going to get, I think, two experience points apiece for role playing, and. Given how much you've been through this little town of, well, you haven't even heard the name yet. We have, but we haven't. <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you, it's Hartunstader. Okay. Um... Uh, you get three experience points for what you have seen so far in this little town. There's not a lot to it. It may be, well, yeah, we'll get to that. Hartunstader? H-A-R-T-U-N-S-T-A-F-R. Mm-hmm. What in the world is that? It's a thorn. <laughs> no, it's it's a D with a cross through the top. Sure. <laughs> two for role playing, two for two for seeing things. Three, three. for three seeing for things. <laughs> three for exploration points. Okay. And uh, we don't get to. Let's know. go with Norse battle. <laughs> Especially appropriate Norse battle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't um, really do much. Not much. On this one. Yeah, you've arrived and you've met some folks. Oh yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Take two for meeting Hild. Okay. I mean, I got the benefit of my net 20 
already. Uh-huh. Um, and it was everything else was just flavor, really. Okay. We didn't, yeah, we didn't do anything, so that's good. All right, let's get a recap. So that's a total of seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. I need to. Oh, I need to refresh my memory on on thump. On thump. Yeah, where's thump sheet? Probably in the folder it's or right over there. Would thump's sheet be called shump? <laughs> I don't remember how many he had. He's. You have to go back and listen to the last. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Last listen. couple minutes of the last episode. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get a recap. Thump gets a plus seven. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Tira is seven points into level 15. That's right. You were right on it. I was levels. right on it, yeah. Wombra Bash is 11 points into level 15. Sick Maddie is 41 points into level 13. Okay. Well, I appreciate you joining us for this, Stackers. We hope you are ready to get back into season six, and we're ready to get rolling with this story and see about concluding this epic story that we've been telling together. We look forward to seeing you next time right here at Stack of Dice. Hello, stackers, and welcome back. We are in season six. Woo! Let's hear it. Bam. Yeah, all right. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Make some noise. Excellent. Okay. Well, I don't know if I don't mean. <laughs> yeah, he's like, should I talk? I don't know yeah, if I can talk yeah, that, yet. That's yeah. true. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave you out for now.